Father, may your word bless everyone today. The Bible says that the entrance of thy word bringeth light and understanding to the simple. So therefore we humble ourselves before your word. Your word is spirit, your word is life. And Lord, may your word impact every life today. We're looking at the subject of the supernatural church. And I thank you, Lord, that everyone will walk in the supernatural this year. Amen. We give you glory and praise. Speak, Holy Spirit. May every heart be receptive. May every mind be awake. And may we have the move of the Spirit here today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want you to open in your Bibles, please, to the book of 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6. Last week, we kicked off a series that I believe will last for a few weeks. The series that we've started looking at from last week is entitled The Supernatural Church. Tell someone the supernatural church. Last week, we looked at how to access the supernatural. How to access the supernatural. And we were able to establish that the only way to access the supernatural is to be born again. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he, the person, is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. When you come into Christ, you come into the supernatural life of God. Without Christ, you are natural. And if you are going to deal with the problems of life in 2022, you've got to be supernatural. Because the only way you would overcome, the only way you would get through the problems that the enemy will throw at you. Is to live the supernatural life. There is no other way. The supernatural life is not a luxury. It's a necessity. It's a necessity. The attack of the enemy is at an all-time high. The enemy will make sure that people suffer this year. We see... Two parallels in the book of Isaiah chapter 60. Arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. That's two parallels. On one hand the glory of God. On the other hand devastation. But we have chosen the path of life. We have chosen the path of righteousness. We have chosen the path of glory. And when you make the choice to let Jesus Christ become the Lord of your life, you've chosen to operate in the supernatural. Amen. And I want you to understand today that everyone that's born again carries the supernatural life of God on the inside. Amen. The life of Christ is in you. And because the life of Christ is in you, the supernatural life resides within you. The Bible says in the book of 1 John chapter 4 verse 4. You have overcome them little children because. I want to say because. Because greater is he 
that is in you than he that's in the world. So we know that the greater one lives in, in, in the believer. And if the greater one lives in the believer, that means there is nothing outside that can overcome the believer. I'm here to say to you this morning that there is nothing the enemy will throw at you this year that will overcome you. Because you have the greater one living on the inside of you. The Bible says, for whatsoever is born of God, overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And so because you are born of God, you are supernatural. A lion does not give birth to a dog. A lion gives birth to a lion. And if I was born by God, that means I have God's attributes. If I was born by God, it means I think like God. It means I act like God. It means I resemble God. It means I see like God. It means I behave like God. Because the supernatural life of God is in me. I carry God's DNA. Come on now, somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. So if you're born again, you are supernatural. So you're going to live in the supernatural this year. Come on now, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So this is what the Lord wants me to bring to you. And like I said, we will go for weeks. Because there are just several subtopics that I want to really start opening up to you as the Lord will lead me by the help of the Holy Spirit. So part number one, we dealt with how to come into this supernatural life. And if you are here this morning or you're watching by way of the internet, you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. I want you to know that you are still natural. But today you can become supernatural. Amen. Come on, say amen. amen. All the superheroes that you watch on TV, Superman and all of them. I want you to understand the world does have an understanding of this supernatural life. But unfortunately, so many in the church do not know this thing about the supernatural life. And when you study the book of Acts, you will understand that the church was birthed in the supernatural. And when you look at the life of men like Peter and Paul and James and John, they operated in the supernatural. They understood who they were. The Bible tells us that when they would come into town, the whole nation would begin to tremble. And they would say, the men that have turned the world upside down have come to our city. They, they were supernatural men. They knew it. They walked in it. The shadow of Peter was healing people. Hallelujah. That was not natural. That was supernatural. Amen. When was the last time your shadow healed a person? That is supernatural. That can only be supernatural. When was the last time you spat in the ground and made clay and put it on someone's eyes and you said, go and wash in the pool of Siloam. And when the person washed, he came back seeing. That was supernatural. Come on now, say amen. amen. And that is the life that God has given to the believer. Jesus said in the book of John chapter 14, verse number 12, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth in me, the works that I do, shall he also do. And even greater works, because I go to my Father. In other words, the supernatural life of God is in you. And because it is in you, you can do the same things that Jesus did. That amen needs prayer this morning. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Tell two people I am supernatural. 
I have the supernatural life of God on the inside of me. Come on, say like you mean it. I have the supernatural life of God within me. And I want to prophesy over you this morning because of the supernatural life of God in you. The last defeat you saw will be the last defeat you will ever see. Come on now, shout hallelujah if you believe it. The last defeat you saw will be the last defeat you've ever seen. And I want to also say the last victory you had will be the smallest victory you're going to have in 2022. God is about to do big things in your life. God's about to do big things through your life. God's about to cause you to walk with blessings in 2022. Every step of the way, by the leading of the Spirit of the living God, you shall walk into plenty. You shall walk into greatness. You shall walk into favor. The hand of the Lord will rest upon you mightily. You haven't seen anything yet. God is about to rock your world. God is about to rock your life. God is about to bring you blessings untold. God is about about to turn things around in your favor everything that's worked against you God is about to take them out of the way and cause you to live in victory every waking moment you will walk in victory you will have a new song on your lips because of the goodness of God and you will count your blessings in 2022 you will name them one by one because God will be good to you surely goodness and mercies will follow you all the days of your life and you will dwell in the house of the Lord if that is you put your hands together and give the Lord a big shout of praise come on now hallelujah glory to God tell three people I've got the supernatural life of God in me ha tell somebody in 2022 I will operate in the supernatural Yes, glory to God. Tell somebody the last defeat you saw will be the last defeat you'll ever see. Ah, glory to God. You will never be defeated. For whatsoever is born of God, overcometh the world. Overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. You are going to overcome everything the enemy will throw in your way in 2022. You will live above them. The enemy will not be able to take you out. When the enemy throws it at you, you will look at it, you will laugh at it because it is not a match to you. Not because you are smart, not because you are intelligent, but because of the God you serve. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Put those hands together and give the Lord a big hand of praise, the Lord. Ha, hallelujah. Glory. Ha, 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 ha. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. I'm preaching to the right crowd this morning. Ha, glory to God. It's easy to preach in a place like this when people are hungry. Ah, glory to God. Hallelujah. And it's easy to preach when the Holy Ghost is upon you. I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm telling the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And I prophesy over you from today, you will not know poverty. In the na- I don't know how you walked into this place this morning. Maybe you dragged yourself into this place. But I tell you, by the time you leave this place, you'll be flying out of this place. There will be a rocket 
on your feet. I'm telling you, there'll be fire in your tails and you'll be flying out of this place with a, like a man that is so blessed and so empowered by the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us that when the power of God came upon Elijah, Elijah outran the chariot of Ahab. I'm here to tell somebody the power of God will cause you to outrun everything that the enemy has done against your life. If you believe it, shout amen. amen. Glory to God. I'm sure you found the book of 2 Kings chapter 6. You found it a long time ago. 2 Kings chapter 6. Glory to the Lord. Hallelujah. My goodness, he has anointed me to preach this morning. To the glory of God. 2 Kings chapter 6 from verse number 1. And the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, See now, the place... Where we dwell with you is too small for us. Everyone say too small for us. You see, they realized that the place was too small. The place you are is too small. It's time to go to a bigger place. Oh my goodness. It's time to see a double blessing. It's time to see a double blessing. It's time to do big things. The place where we are, it says it's too small. And I want you to see that they realized that the place was too small. And they had a desire to do big. And I'm telling you right now, the place you are is small. Because what God is about to do in your life in 2022, you will pinch yourself. Because you think you've died and gone to heaven. Because great shall be the blessing. Great shall be the glory. Great shall be the increase that you will experience in 2022. You will not even recognize yourself. Your family will not recognize you your friends will not recognize you my goodness great shall be the goodness of God that you will experience in 2022 your business is going to a whole new place your finance is going to a whole new place your health is going to a whole new place your children are going to a whole new place come on now if you believe it shout hallelujah, hallelujah. the place is too small the place is too small and this place has also become too small for us we've we've been talking about moving and we are looking and we are going to move this year 2022 i tell you by the summer of this year we're going to be worshiping in a big place and when i say by the summer i'm basically saying that we shall not be worshiping here in the winter of this year come on now say amen. amen latest by the summer of 2022 you and i'll be jumping and dancing in a big place Come on now, that amen is too weak. That amen is too weak. Come on, say amen. You and I will be dancing and jumping. Nobody will tell us don't play the keyboard like you did. Nobody will tell us don't play the bass guitar like you did. Nobody's going to tell us don't shout like you did. Nobody's going to tell us don't use the drum set like you did. We're going to praise the Lord and dance and rejoice and lift up the name of Jesus and shout it on the rooftops and let the whole city of Istanbul know there is a church in Istanbul that is on fire. The fire of God is upon this church and ministry. The glory of God is upon the people here in this place and we shall shout it on the rooftops. 
Come on now, say amen. amen. Because it is a plan of God that we move into a big place and it will come to pass that in this year 2022, we are moving and we shall move and it will happen. There is nothing the devil can do about it because when God says it, no man can stop it. When God opens the door, no devil can shut the door. When God lifts you up, no man can bring you down. When God says yes, nobody can say no. And I want to say to you, the same thing is going to happen in your life. God has said yes to you God has opened the door for you God has lifted you up and because God is for you the Bible says no man can be against you can somebody give the Lord a big hand of praise the Lord in the house this morning ha hallelujah oh my goodness ha 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 so notice it say they said to Elisha see now the place where we dwell with you is too small for us please let us go to the Jordan and let every man take a beam from there and let us make there a place where we may dwell. So he answered, go. Everyone say go. go. Then one said, please consent to go with your servants. And he answered, I will go. Everyone say, I will go. So he went with them and when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees but as one was cutting down a tree, the iron axe head fell into the water. And he cried out and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. This year you will not borrow. Amen. I said, this year you will not borrow. Amen. The Bible says you will lend to many nations. You will not borrow. Amen. I'm telling you, I said, this year you will not borrow. And I want to also declare over everyone that is in debt. I declare in this place supernatural death cancellation. Yeah. I declare that the Lord will bring you out of debt. Every debt in your life, I prophesy in the name of Jesus that you are coming out of debt. No, you will not live in debt. You will live in plenty. You will be the one that's, that's giving money to people, not the one running around begging everybody for money. Come on now, the Lord will bless the work of your hands. The Lord will prosper you. The Lord will increase you. I don't know if you don't like to hear about prosperity this morning. But I'm preaching the good news of the gospel. Prosperity is part of the gospel. No, there is nothing like prosperity gospel. No, prosperity is in the gospel. Notice, they said the place is too small. If they were desiring increase, that means it is in line with the word of God. I heard you say what the prophet told them. They said, man of God, the place is too small. Permit us to go to the Jordan that we might build a big place. The prophet said, go. Everyone said, go. go. I want you to know that the prophet was saying to them, it is the will of God. Go and do it. Amen. So when you desire increase, it is the will of God. Do not let anyone lie to you that God wants you to live in poverty. Because that is a stinking lie from the pit of hell. And that is the lie the devil have told the church for too long. You go sit in your little corner and shut up. You don't have to do anything with the financial realm. You shut up and sit there in the corner and pray and fast and do night vigils. But I want you to understand the gospel has two feet. One feet of the gospel is the power of God. The second feet of the gospel is finance. 
There are so many anointed ministers, but they don't have the money to go to the next village. You can be anointed, no money to get on the plane, you're flying nowhere. Come on now, say amen. amen. That is the reason why God will raise up provisionaries in this church. Amen. God will raise up millionaires in this place. Amen. Oh, that amen needs prayer this morning. Amen. Oh my goodness. God will raise up millionaires and billionaires from among us in this place. I don't know where you are, but I don't care to know. But I'm here to prophesy to you that God is about to lift you up. God's about to raise you up. God's about to put so much resources in your hands because God can trust you. Because when God can trust you, God can entrust into your hands. And God is about to raise you up because you will fund the end time harvest of souls. You will use that which God will bring into your hands to fund the gospel. You will help people because you will give. And if you're a are in this house, I prophesy over you. Your business is going to a whole new level. Your finance is going to a whole new level. You are going to expand to the left and to the right. You will see the glory and the favor of God upon your life, upon your business, upon your finance. If you believe and receive it, say I receive it. The stinking lie of the devil. Live in your small corner and don't have anything to do with money. That's what the devil have told the church for too long. But we refuse that lie. We refuse that lie from the pit of hell. We don't love money. Because the Bible said the love of money is the root of all evil. The Bible does not say money is. It says it is the love of money. It's the love of money. So we are not attached to money. We detach from money. We are attached to the kingdom of God. We are attached to the vision of heaven. And with the vision comes the provision. Let me say that again. With the vision comes the provision. The prefix pro is for vision. So provision. In other words, if you have a vision, there will be the pro. The pro, the word pro, it's the prefix for provision. Think about it. P-R-O hyphen vision. Pro is for. That's what the word means. So when you say provision, you say for vision. That's really what it is in English. Come on now, say amen. amen. So have you got a vision for 2022? Yeah. Get ready, provision will come. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Because it is not a lack of money, it's a lack of vision. It's not a lack of money, it's a lack of vision. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish and they cast off restraints. But where there is vision, there is pro resources to accomplish the vision. You've got a business idea and it's been putting you by God. God will provide what you need to carry out that, that uh, business. Don't ever limit yourself by thinking, stinking, thinking. And thinking to yourself that, oh my goodness. And thinking to yourself, I'm getting blessed while I'm preaching. Don't, don't ever think to yourself, bless you, bless you. Hallelujah. That's my wife, by the way. But don't think she's not giving it to me because she's my wife. She's tapping into the anointing that's flowing in this place today. Come on now, say amen. So don't ever think small. Think big. Tell somebody, think big. No, don't think small because God will do exceedingly, abundantly, above. Exceedingly, abundantly, 
above all that you can ask or think according to the power that is working on the inside of you. Don't think small in 2022. Small thinking must be eradicated this morning. I rebuke that stinking thinking. I rebuke that small thinking. I rebuke that mentality of poverty. We can't do it. We can't have it. We can't live in it. We cannot drive it. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says all things are possible to him that believeth. And if you can believe, you will see the glory of God. God is about to lift you out of where you are. God is about to put you on a pedestal. And the world will see that you serve a good God. And when you say my God is good, they will see it all over you. Can someone give the Lord a big hand of praise the Lord? Ha! Hallelujah! Glory! My goodness! My, 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 my. The devil is a stinking liar. Tell someone the devil is a liar. I think big. I think big. I think big. I think big. Because God will do exceedingly abundantly above. All that I can ask. All that I can think. So the issue is not with God. The issue is, is with the way I think. Small thinking. Small manifestation. Big thinking. Big manifestation. I mean think so big. That it will cost you a headache. If you know what I mean by that. You know not a headache that will. You know what I mean. Just think so big. I mean expand your capacity. God is not limited. All by himself. But God can be limited by people. The Bible tells us that he came into Nazareth and the Bible tells us that he could not do any mighty works. Nor it does not say he did not do any mighty works. It says he could not do. If you know English, cannot do, could not do are two different things. Cannot do means he couldn't. Did not do means he did not want to. No, it does not say he did not do. It says he could not do. He couldn't. Why could he not? Because of the people. The people limited the power of God. Though God is all powerful. Omnipotent. Yet, the creator of the ends of the earth. The one who sits in heaven and the earth is his footstool. The one who opens and none can shut. The one who shuts and none can open. Came into Nazareth and could not do mighty works. Because the people could not believe. The people were so narrow minded. They could look through a keyhole with both eyes. Some of you will get that next month. <laughs> narrow minded. See some people are so narrow minded. So narrow minded. They could look through a keyhole with both eyes. That's how narrow minded they are. Some people are so negative. When they touch the battery of a car, the battery will die. That's how negative some, some people are so negative. They are so narrow-minded. It is time to think big, my brothers. It is time to think big, my sisters. And I want to also speak to you students. You are a university student. I want to say to you that while you are in university, you can create resources. 
Don't think to yourself, well, I'm going to live on the stipend that they give to me every month. And that's how I'm going to survive. And I'm going to manage through school. When I finish, one day I'll get a good job. Just imagine all the students that have finished university and they're now in the labor market. Do you know how many? Just a few percentage even gets a job after university. So don't think because you're in university, your future is guaranteed. No, the Bible says, except the Lord build the house, the, the laborers are building in vain. Except the Lord builds the house, the laborers are building in vain. As a student, it's time to begin to trust God because even as a student, you can begin to do something that will bring you so much resources to fund the end time harvest of souls. Waiting to finish university and going to the labor market and start going from one office to another and sending your, your CV. And then you get there, they ask you, what's your experience? You say, but I've got no experience because I just finished school. They go get some experience. But if you don't give me a job, if you don't give me a job, how can I get an experience? <laughs> just like the thing with the credit system in America. They, they ask you, what's your credit? I've got no credit. No, what's your credit? No credit. Give me credit and I'll get some. They want you to build your credit. But until you start getting credit, you can't get credit. <laughs> you understand how that thing works? Until you start getting credit, you can get credit. So when they ask you, what's your credit? No credit. Because no one has given me credit since I came. You understand? That's the system in America. And that system has come into so many countries also. I, I told you, growing up as a kid in Nigeria, we did not buy things on credit. I mean, I'm talking growing up as a kid. I, as a kid, did not. I had my um, piggy bank. I mean, if you understand you had a piggy bank. Yeah, I had my piggy bank. And amen, sometimes we had our piggy banks where so we nailed them. I mean, they were built in such a way where, you know, some of the piggy banks were built in such a way where you couldn't take money from it. If you want money, you've got to break it. And you're going to think twice to break it. So there you are, you're about to break it. You think to yourself, no, I shouldn't break this because I want to save up some more. And so you saved up money to buy because we did not have the credit system. But now people have all kinds of craziness going on because of the credit system. They have their, I mean, they are up to their eyeballs in debt. You're living in a house that's not your house. That's a fact. You're driving a car and, and think about even buying a car on credit. It doesn't make sense. You know why it doesn't make sense? Because car does not appreciate in value. It depreciates. So it doesn't make sense to buy a car on credit. Anything that depreciates should not be bought on credit. Now I'm not preaching. I'm, I'm telling you common sense. Anything that depreciates should not be bought on credit. Don't buy clothes on credit because your friends have the same. So let me also buy mine so that I'll show them. That's the problem with comparing yourself with other people because you want to look like them. But the truth of the matter is you are not them. You are you. Be you. Be you. Be you. Be yourself. Come on now say amen. 
anything that depreciates. Do you know that when you walk into a computer or a telephone store and you buy iPhone, what's the latest one now? 13? Okay. 14 is on the way. Huh? 13 Pro Max. These guys have all kinds of market schemes. And you're not done with 13 and 14 is on the way. And the crazy thing is the stupidity of most people. They get in the line to buy it. And guess how they buy it? On credit. I remember the day. Okay, let me finish with this story and I'll tell this story of I remember the day. But it's, it's such stupidity. Listen, this is the reason why a lot of people are not building funds. They are wasting funds. And because they live in such wastage, God cannot trust them. People say, God, give me more. But God has given you a lot, but you can't account for it. Because you wasted it. You're digging a hole and putting yourself into it. And when you've dug the hole and put yourself in the hole, you start crying out and asking God to bring you out. Anyways, let me go back to this. So when you walk into a store, I want to say a store, and you pick up that iPhone 13 Max, and you sign the papers, the moment you come out of the store, it has become secondhand. Whether you like it or not. Go back to the store five minutes after you bought it. And tell them, I changed my mind. And see what will happen. They won't pay you the exact amount of money. Because the moment it comes off the shelf, the value drops. So, hey, why buy stuff? That depreciates on credit. You don't need it. Tell somebody you don't need it. You don't need it. I remember the day. This was many years ago. I had this old telephone. It was not smart. It was stupid. It, it was... <laughs> the, the, phone, the phone did not have all this touch... And all these things that we have today. But at the time, I think it was iPhone 3 that, that was just out. And iPhone 3 was the latest. Remember if you remember iPhone 3? That was the latest. That thing was that thing was rolling. But some other people would go for alternatives. You know, of course you had alternatives. If you couldn't get an iPhone, an Apple phone, you would go for like Samsung and Nokia, no, some other, yeah, Nokia, some other. But I had the old one. But li listen to me. I would come to church and people would look at my phone and they would, <laughs> they would laugh. <laughs> they would laugh. All these young people. They looked at my phone. <laughs> they laughed at my phone. <laughs> Pastor, okay. <laughs> and, and this is my mentality. I, I think the Lord delivered me from the pursuit of after stuff. I, I'm not, I'm not attached. Stuff don't move me. When they come, praise God. That's my life. When they come, praise God. 
But you won't find me think, oh, when am I going to get my own? I wouldn't. No, no. That doesn't even bother me. The one I had was calling and receiving calls. <laughs> when I spoke to people, they heard me. And I heard them. So all this unnecessary pressure to buy a new one was not on me. I had better things to do with money. Come on now. Come on, say amen. amen. And so the same guys that would laugh at me, when they were about to make a phone call, they came to me. You know why? Because they did not have credit on their own smartphones. So you had a big phone, but there's no money in it. I had a small phone, but it was filled. Who was better? I was. I was. Come on now. And when the iPhone came, iPhone came. When I, iPhone whatever, iPhone 3, iPhone 4, iPhone 5, iPhone 7, whatever. Who cares? The one I use now, yeah, iPhone 7, right? That's, yeah, mine is iPhone 7 Plus. Yeah, iPhone 7 Plus. Who cares? That thing is still strong. It's still very strong. Praise the Lord. It's still very strong. I call you, you hear me, you call me, I hear you. We have a very good conversation. And I'm not under any pressure to get iPhone 13 what? 13 Max. Or now with Pro Max. Or 14. 14 is on the way. Thank you very much. No pressure. I want to say no pressure. No pressure. But no, I'm not saying that... If you have the money and you want to buy it, you can't or you shouldn't. But what I'm saying is, don't buy things that depreciate on credit. It's, it's the height of stupidity. And you're putting yourself in a place where God cannot trust you. Praise God. You've got to live your life in such a way where God can trust you. Be faithful with what God puts in your hands. I just thought of maybe giving you that one for free. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Don't borrow. Look at this man. Alas. Prophet. I borrowed it. Don't you realize the person you're hanging out with? You are with Elisha. How dare you go borrow? Don't you realize that when you are connected to this grace, this grace will work for you. You study the life of Elisha. He was a supernatural man. He said, go to the Jordan and expand. They said, prophet, come with us. He said, I'll come. The fact that the prophet was coming means that God will be there. Amen. Because under the old covenant, we understand that only three groups of people could be anointed. Prophets, priests, and kings. So Elisha was the man of God. There was an anointing upon his life. There was grace upon his life. 
And when you are connected to this grace, this grace will work in your life. You have no reason to run around and beg everybody for stuff. But this man went to maybe his neighbor and said, can I, can I borrow your, your axe? And they, they began to work. And the head of the axe phew, fell into the water. And he cried. Because now he has to work to repay. He has to work to repay. And, and, and some people have gotten themselves into financial debt. But God will bring you out in Jesus' name. Amen. And I declare it shall be supernatural. <sighs> so the man of God said, where did it fall? I like that. And he showed him the place. So he cut off a stick and threw it in there. And he made the iron float. That is supernatural recovery. Everyone says supernatural recovery. That is supernatural recovery. If you think iron floats, when you get home today, fill your bathtub with water and throw your spoon in it. That's not even iron. Yeah. If you think this thing is easy, if you think it was natural, then you try it. Maybe throw your phone. No. Uh, <laughs> so the man of God says, where did it fall? Show it to me. He pointed at the place and he cut down a tree or a stick and he threw it into the place and the iron began to swim. Somebody is going to experience supernatural recovery Supernatural recovery is coming upon you even in this service. I decree and I declare recovery of everything that has been lost in your life. It will come back to you by the supernatural power of God. If you receive it, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. All hope is not lost. What seems as if the devil have stolen from you will come back to you. Because you're consulting with the right person and his name is Almighty God. Amen. And what the enemy have stolen from you shall be restored back to you. But it shall not just be restored as it was stolen. It shall be restored back sevenfold of that which has been taken away from you. Taken away from your family. Taken away from your business. The last two years, so many have lost so many things. But I decree and I declare. Whatever the enemy have taken from your life in the last two years with the pandemic. I decree in the name of Jesus will be restored back to you seven times. The enemy will not be able to steal from you and go scot-free. God is about to bring a reversal of things in your life. God is about to bring back to you that which you have lost. And I don't know how you lost it. Maybe it was stolen. But maybe it happened because of the mistakes you made. But I decree mercy over your life in the name of Jesus. And I speak a recovery in Jesus mighty name. Yeah. My goodness. I'm shouting better than some of you are responding today. I say I'm shouting better than you are responding today. 
I said, I'm shouting better than you are responding today. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A recovery in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. The devil will cry this, this year. Amen. Hallelujah. Therefore, he said, pick it up. Pick it up for yourself. You got involved in You got into this. You do it. You pick it up for yourself. Hallelujah. You pick it up. And so the man reached out and took it. You're going to reach out and take it. Ah, uh, say, you're going to reach, you're going to reach out and take it. Ha! Somebody say, I receive it. I reach out in faith. And I take back what the enemy stole. I take it back in the name of Jesus. I take back my peace. I take back my joy. I take back my finance. I take back my family. I take back my marriage. I take back my health. I take back my mind. Everything the enemy stole from me, I take them back right now in the name of Jesus. I take it by faith. If you take it, then shout to the Lord a shout of victory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ah, hallelujah. Take it, take it, take it, take it. Take it. Take it, take it. Take it in Jesus' mighty name. Take it in Jesus' name. People lost their minds in the last two years. The rate of suicide went up. Children became suicidal. Kids. Marriages were broken. Why? Because they locked people up in the house. And when people are locked up in a house and they can't move, the only place they move into is their living room, back to their bedroom. Before you know it, they start having all kinds of mental issues. You can't even go out in the sun and get yourself some vitamin D. Oh, that's true. People start having all kinds of nervous breakdown, all kinds of, all kinds of mental, psychological issues, health issues also. People lost their businesses. And this was aimed, listen to me, small businesses failed, many of them. But I want you to understand. That our small businesses were failing, big businesses were making money. That's a fact. On purpose. You think this was not designed? You think this was this just came out from, from nowhere? You must be. I'm telling you, the, 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 the gross ignorance. When this whole thing started, I called the staff and I told them. I had to tell the staff first. Because the Lord showed me what this thing was about. He showed me the attack. He said it's an attack on the church. And at the time, many people or most people didn't even have a clue of what was going on. You think this was from God? You think this was the judgment of God on the nations because of sin? Absolutely not. God is not judging people. God is showing his mercy on people. This is not a time of God's judgment. This is a time of God's grace. The law came through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus. We live in the dispensation of grace. So don't let nobody lie to you. Well, that disaster happened because God's judging. No, no, no. God's loving on people. God's helping people. 
God's saving people. God's delivering people. Come on now, shout hallelujah. God is showing his grace and his goodness upon the nations. The Bible says God is not slack concerning his promise like other men count slackness. But God is long-suffering towards men, not willing that any should perish, but at all should come to repentance. How many scriptures am I going to give you? This is not a time of God's judgment. But a time of God's judgment is coming. But it's not today. The Bible said God has set a day to judge the world in righteousness. But that day is not today. The day is coming. When the world will stand before a holy God. And be judged. Judged for refusing to accept the free gift of salvation. The day is coming when you and I shall stand before the beam of judgment of Christ. And we shall give account of the things we have done on the earth. That day is coming. We shall all be judged. Not for our sins. Because when we give our lives to Jesus, our sins was placed upon Christ. God will not judge you and I for sin. God will judge you and I for what he placed us on earth to do to his glory that we did or did not do. And your works shall pass through the fire of the presence of God. And the Bible says, if all you've built is of wood, hair, and stubble, the Bible says it will be consumed. But if what you built is of gold, silver, and precious stone, guess what happens when gold goes through fire? It is purified. Second, First Corinthians chapter number 3. Read it for yourself. So Christians will be judged. But a judgment of believers is not the judgment of unbelievers. The judgment of unbelievers is made known to us in the book of Revelation chapter 20 verses 14 and 15. It says, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. That is the judgment of unbelievers. And let me also say to anyone that's watching or those that are here that have not given their lives to Jesus, you stand before God on that day of judgment. Listen, you're not going to be questioning God. Don't think to yourself, well, I'm going to ask him. You, you, you ask him? Are you kidding? And all, some people who think, oh, when I get to hell, I'll meet with the big musicians of the earth and we'll be playing, jamming it, jamming it. You won't jam it in hell. Hell is, a, hell is a place of torment. It's a terrible place. You don't even wish your enemy to go to hell. It's a place of torment. And people will be there forever and ever. Let me establish some things in closing. The first thing I want to establish is expect to run with blessings and do big things every day this year. Now stop pushing this word that the Lord have given to us. Stop pushing it to this year. I will do this this year. No. Every day. That's number one. Everyone say that's number one. So number one, I want to establish that you must expect to run with blessings this year. Every single day. So even this week, as you step out of this place, you're going to run with blessings. Monday... You're going to run with blessings. Tuesday, you're going to run with blessings. Wednesday, you're going to run with blessings. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you're going to run with blessings every day. And you will come back on Sunday and you will rejoice because of the good things that the Lord will do in your life from Monday to Saturday. And even on Sunday morning on your way to church. 
So let's stop saying uh, this year, this year. Because people keep postponing this. Faith is now. Stop procrastinating. Faith is now. Now faith is the substance of things. Hope for the evidence of things not seen. Now is faith. Now I shall do big things. Now you will do big things. Today you do big things. Tomorrow you do big things. Tuesday. Wednesday. Thursday. Friday. Saturday. Sunday. Big things on your way to church. Ah, hallelujah. Come on now, give God praise. That's number one. Number two, I want to establish desire big increase. Desire what? Big increase. Stop thinking small. Your thinking will limit God. There's nothing too big for God to do. Nothing. I don't care how big you dream. God's bigger than your dream. Your dream does not cause God to freak out. Oh, Angel Michael, how are we going to handle that big dream? It's too big for us. Are you sure we have the resources? That's why Paul said, my God shall supply all your needs. Not according to the economy of your country, but according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And I want you to know that he was not just talking about money. God will supply all your needs. Whatever the need is, will be supplied according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. If you believe that God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory, then put your hands together and give him the praise and the glory in the house this morning. Number three, I want to establish, do the work necessary to bring increase. Notice they were cutting down trees. They were not sitting on their blessed assurance. The Bible says God will bless the work of your hands. So anyone that is here connected to this ministry, you must not be lazy. You've got to work. The Bible says whatever your hand find doing. Do it with all your might. The Bible says, see a man who is diligent at what he does. He will stand before kings, not before ordinary men. So when you put your hands to work, God will bless the work of your hands. God will increase your works. Can someone say amen? amen. So work. Tell somebody to work. work. Tell somebody to work. work. Come on, say it like you mean it. Tell them, look them in the eyes. Work. 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 And I want, to, I, want to, I want to propose to you that everyone here needs to believe God to start a business. And here is what I'm going to, I'm going to say this. Listen, we are going to start something for all our business people. And it's going to be a regular thing that we do for our business people. We're going to set up something where we are able to equip our business people to show them that you've got a ministry. Ministry is not just standing behind the pulpit and preaching the gospel. You've got a ministry. You've got a ministry in the marketplace. You know the marketplace is a ministry. You've got a marketplace ministry. Many years ago, I was preparing a message on the fivefold ministry, ministry gifts. And as I was preparing, I got to the office of the teacher. And as I was finishing my note, the Lord said to me, I want you to add one more. The Lord said, I want you to add marketplace ministry. And that's what I added in my note. And that became the sixth. 
marketplace ministry. I want you to understand that God has called you into the marketplace and God has given you such an anointing to succeed in the marketplace and your ministry is not insignificant. There's an anointing. The book of Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. And thou shalt earnestly remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth thee the power. That's anointing. That is the grace to create wealth. This year get ready to create wealth. Get ready. I'm telling you. You've got to start your business. And if you have one start another one. Believe God for multiple streams of income. You, you cannot live on salary and expect to be wealthy. Impossible. How much are they going to pay you? How much will they pay you? How much will they? I don't care where you work. Except you are the CEO of a multinational company. That's a fact. CEO of companies like Shell and Mobile and... Yeah. Uh-huh. Some of this Fortune 500 companies. Aha. Uh -huh. Then if you are one of the CEOs or one of the executives. Aha. Uh -huh. <laughs> then your take, your take home at the end of the year might be running into millions. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. But if you think you're just going to work your job and uh, expect to. No, you won't. And so people work for 40 years and retire. And begin to live on pension money. How much is pension money? People, getting ex people get excited. Oh, the minimum wage have gone up. How much is the minimum wage? The minimum wage now in Turkey is 4,215. Yeah! Is, is, is that what you're worth? 4,215? No, God will give you more. You are worth more than 4,215 monthly. Some of you should be believing God for 4,215 daily. Come on now, shout hallelujah. Come on now, shout hallelujah. You don't want to look to man for that. You don't want to look to man. Your boss may not pay you that. But God will give you exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. God can open up new doors of opportunities unto you. Multiple streams of income. At the end of every day, you look at it. 4,215 just came in. Daily. Amen. Daily. Do you know what some of these millionaires and billionaires make every minute? That's why they cannot afford to lose time. If they tell you to meet them at 2, you don't come at 2, they're gone. Because some of them are making like you know, daily. Minimum wage have gone up. Minimum wage. It's not your, it's not your limit. It's not the cap. It's not the, it's not the, what do you call that? Yeah, the cap, right? It's not a cap. It don't, don't let that determine your finance. Believe God to start something big. Come on now, say Amen. Praise the Lord. Everybody, go into business. Everybody, believe God. Now, you might be working a job right now. I'm not saying quit your job. Just keep working that job, but, but keep saving up something that you will invest. Praise God. All the money you hid under your mattress. Pray and believe God to show you what to do with it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, people hide money under their mattress. Like, dog. How dare you hide money under your mattress? And whenever someone's going near your mattress, you don't, don't, come near, don't come near my mattress. You sit on it because there is something underneath. Believe God to show you. The Bible says that he will give you the, the power to create wealth. And one of the ways that God will do it is to, to give you divine ideas. Witty inventions. There are things that God wants to download into your spirit. Into your mind. <laughs> things that, that's not being done. That will take your life to a whole new place. Come on now, somebody say amen. amen. The fourth thing. My time is running. Anyway, I'll preach. Uh, the fourth. Now, today's the last day of our prayer and fasting. So, let me preach. The fourth thing that I want to establish. You must be a radical giver. Now, listen to this. Because a lot of people. I've seen stingy. Oh, my goodness. I've seen stingy. People holding back. They fail to understand. When you're holding back, you're not holding back from God. You're holding yourself back. Because if you don't do it, God will raise someone else to. Salvation will come. Whether you... That is what Mordecai told Esther. Esther, you go to the king and you speak on the behalf of the, of the, uh, of the Jews. But if you don't speak to him... Guess what? Salvation will come from some other place. You and your family will die. Jesus came riding on the, on the donkey. And the religious leader said, Hey, Jesus, why do you allow, allow them to shout, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. And they are throwing their coats on the ground and throwing palm leaves on the ground. Why do you let them do this? Jesus said, if they don't shout, my father will raise up stones. My father will raise up stones. Basically, I'm giving you these two scriptures to say, God will bring salvation. Amen. It might not be through you, but God will bring it. Amen. But it can be through you. Yeah. If you will allow God to use you, God will use you for his glory. Amen. You can't come and get blessed in the ministry and get impacted and be raised up and you begin to see success and you hold back. I've talked to people who don't even tithe. Your tithe, let me say it this way. Your tithe is your thermometer. Your offering is your thermostat. You know the difference between thermometer and thermostat? The thermometer, of course, reads the temperature. But the thermostat de 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 determines the temperature. Your tithe, your tithe is, your, is your thermometer, while your, your offering is your thermostat. You can determine how far you want to go with God. I truly believe with all of my heart, the more you give, the bigger your capacity to receive. Amen. Period. Yes. Period. That's how it works. The more you give, the bigger your capacity. The more you hold back, the thinner your capacity. It is like a pipe. And God wants to flow through you to bless people and to bless the nations. And God wants to use you and I. But if you are holding back and you are stingy and you are tight-fisted, it is me, myself, and I and my dog. Don't expect God to give you big. Because God don't give big to stingy people. The more you give. I tell, I tell you the story of Toby. This was a young man that I met. I was going around and visiting with people. This was years ago. 
And I got into this restaurant that was run by a Nigerian woman. That was where I met this young man. I met him there. He was the food delivery boy. That was a food delivery boy. He was the food delivery boy. So when the woman would, uh, when people would place in orders, you know, he would run around and deliver food from office to office. So I met this young man there and we got talking. And one thing led to another, he started coming to the church. And one thing led to another, he came to the Bible school. And God just began to raise him up. And he wrote me this message a few years ago. I want to read it. He says, hello, sir. This is uh, writing from Nigeria many years ago. He says, I just want to share with you. I was praying and God reminded me of the seed I sowed during Eurasian camp meeting 2011. Sir, that seed broke the yoke of poverty in my life. I'm reading it like he wrote it. Sir, with all honesty, I have never prayed to buy a car. But sir, I buy them now like bottled water. You wouldn't understand if I said pure water. Uh, but that's how he wrote it. There's this uh, water in, in sachet that we have in Nigeria. And it's very cheap. So he said, I buy cars like you buy pure water. But this is a boy, a young man that I met running around delivering food in a restaurant. Probably at the time, the woman would pay him weekly $20. 20, tele, 20 lira at a time. Every time I go to Nigeria, he's always there. Such and such, such, because you see, when I was going to Nigeria about two years ago with my family, over two years ago, he brought two cars. He said, Pastor, which one do you want? Yeah, which one do you want to drive? Because I, I want, I'm going to give you a driver. He gave me a driver. The driver drove us all the time we were in Nigeria. And he brought a Mercedes Benz and he brought another Toyota Corolla. And he brought the, both these cars to the airport and picked us up. And he gave me a driver who drove us the whole time I was there. He said, Pastor, don't give him a dime. He said, I told him what God has done in my life through you. And if he would do it faithfully, the same God that has blessed me will bless him. So we were going to Ghana to preach in a church in Ghana. He said, I'm coming with you. So he's doing well. You know, but he's still my armor bearer. Don't be too big. Don't think big. See, when God begins to bless and increase, you don't let it get into your head. Stay humble. Stay humble. So we get to the airport in Lagos, and uh, we we had crossed uh, the check the check uh, what's what you call that? The checking the checking area. They've checked my passport, my wife's passport, and we were just there looking at watches, and. Uh, he was still, they were still checking. We're just looking at stuff, items at the airport. And so we, he comes and he says, which one do you like? So when I'm with him, I shouldn't like anything. Anything I like, he buys. <laughs> do you understand the kind of person I'm talking about? If, if I like it, he buys it. Do you want it? I said, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm not looking at it because I want to buy it. I'm just looking. So he goes with us to Ghana. Stays with us, carried my bag and helped and served us. We flew back to Nigeria. I mean, when I was in Abuja, I think it was, was 2015 or 16, he came all the way from Lagos to meet me in Abuja and just kept serving me. 
But this was a food delivery boy that's now buying cars like water in a sachet because God has raised him up. But you see, generosity. I want to say generosity. Don't, don't stop. Don't bring down your level of giving. Don't bring it down. Keep it up there. And keep giving more. Come on now, somebody say amen. amen. There was a time in my life I was giving 40%. 40%. There was a season I gave 40%. You cannot outgive God. And this is not what we preach that we don't live, by the way. We live this. This, is, this ministry tithes. The church, this church, we tithe. So you know. All the, all the offerings that are coming, we take out 10%. We tithe. We tithe. Come on, say amen. amen. We take out 10% of everything that comes in. Everything that comes in today, 10% would be the tithe for the church, the ministry. It's getting quiet now in this church. Now people are not shouting anymore. The moment you start touching money, because you know it is said that the most sensitive nerve in the human body is the one that leads to the pocket. I'm touching them now. So, be a radical giver. The last thing. I'll show you number five. I'll finish with this. Make God your senior partner in your business. Notice the sons of the prophet said, Elisha, man of God, please come with us. They knew that if the man of God was there, God was there. And notice when this mistake happened, guess who brought a recovery? The man of God by the anointing. When God is there, you never go down. When, <laughs> you, <laughs> when God is there, you've never fa- you will never fail. Even if you make a mistake, there will be a recovery. Make God your senior partner. I proposed something to people. I said it in the French service last Sunday. And I said it over Zoom or via Zoom when I had the Zoom meeting. We were praying for business people. And I said, I want to propose to people to think about what to, what to give from your business. Say, I'm going to give this percentage from my business. And I want God to become, you want God to become your business partner. And why is it that God is your business partner who always does all the work but never gets the benefit? What kind of partnership is that? No, think about this. If this brother and I are in partnership in business, I'll expect to get dividends from the business. Correct? Or if I'm a shareholder in the business, I expect to get dividends. I cannot be a partner in this business and not get anything. Why is it that I'm doing all the work, but he's not giving me anything from the business? If it's 50% investment, I'm going to get 50% profit. If it is 30% investment, I'm going to get 30% what? Profit. But if he doesn't give me my profit, guess what? I'm going to take my investment. Why is it that God does all the work, but doesn't get the profit? Why is it that God gives you the wisdom and the favor and the grace, but he doesn't get the profit? So I proposed, I said, say, Lord, I'm going to give you 
a certain percentage. Whether it's 20%, whether it's 5%, whether it's 2%, that's not my decision to make for you. You have to make that decision. Lord, in my business, I'll give you something to hook my faith up with this partnership that we are involved in. And I said, there are three areas, I believe, are three areas I said you can, you can uh, give into. You can give to help the poor. Let's say, uh, particularly um, an orphan. You can say, I want to give into the life of an orphan from my business, this percentage, in 2022. Or number two, I want to give to a widow who is struggling in 2022. Number three, you say, I want to give into the ministry. There is a ministry that I want to give this money to. Now, there was a time that I emptied my account and I gave it to a ministry that I believe the Lord wanted me to give it to. And I sent everything in my bank account at the time to this ministry. So you can say, Lord, show me the ministry you want me to put this percentage into. And it's a partnership. Number five, you can give it to a minister. A man of God, a woman of God. And if the Lord puts that pressing on your heart, say, I'm locking my faith in with this seed, this percentage, with this minister. Can someone say amen? amen. And see what God will do.